This is Tom Waddle on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Thanks for listening to the Waddle and Sylvie podcast sponsored by Coors Light. Stay inside and buy your Coors Light online. Find out how at get.coorslight.com. Coors Light, take time to chill. This is Chicago's home for sports. Stream ESPN 1000 easily on the all-new ESPN Chicago app. You're listening to Under the Hood on ESPN 1000. What's up? And welcome in. This is Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000, the brand-new ESPN Chicago app. Open phone lines for you, 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776. Is our telephone number. In a half hour from now, we'll hear from Jeff Dickerson, who covers the Bears for NFL Nation on ESPN.com. But it's NFL schedule release day. It's finally here. It's finally here. NFL schedule release day. And, Eric, look, I mean, it is a big day on the NFL calendar for us as NFL fans. You did not have to dress up in a Canadian tuxedo, though. I well when events are around, I always got to dress up for them. Like I got, I I got, I almost put on my Sunday best on Monday when they made the announcement that the announcement was coming on Thursday. <laughs> Double dressed. All right, I understand that. Well, let me let's uh, go through it. Let's uh, go through the Bears' regular season schedule. Uh, one of the few times that you will catch me and just full blown meatball because the schedule's here. Let's go through it, and then we will give our thoughts on what the Bears are going to do this upcoming season, my friends. So, the one thing that we don't know is actually when these games will take place, but we can give you who the Bears will be playing, right? It says September 13th, the first uh, game for the Bears. They take on the Detroit Lions uh, at Ford Field. So, at Detroit Lions, then they take on the New York Giants for the home opener. It says here on September 20th, the New York Giants uh, at Soldier Field. Uh, the Bears will be at Mercedes-Benz uh, Stadium to take on the Atlanta Falcons, followed by the Indianapolis Colts uh, at home. And then Thursday, October 8th, it will be the Bears and the Buccaneers on Sunday, October 18th at the Carolina Panthers. Monday, October 26th against the Los Angeles Rams. That game will be on the road. Sunday, November 1st against the New Orleans Saints. Sunday, November 8th against the Tennessee Titans on the road. At home against the Vikings on Monday night, November 16th. Then the bye week. It's very rare you see a really uh, late bye week for the Bears, but it's going to take place after the Bears take on the Vikings on Monday, November uh, 16th. Uh, Bye week and then against the Packers at Lambeau Field on Sunday, November 29th. Sunday, December 6th against the Detroit Lions at home. Against the Houston Texans at home on the 13th. Then two on the road, back-to-back at the Minnesota Vikings on Sunday, uh, December 20th. Sunday, December 27th at the Jacksonville Jaguars. And then finishing up the season on January 3rd, 2021 against the Green Bay Packers at Soldier Field. So Bears play the Packers Sunday, November 29th at Lambeau and then finishing the season with the Packers on January 3rd. Interesting schedule as... um, as I always tell you, Eric, you've been working with me long enough to know my parameters when it comes to NFL schedule release day. It's very simple. I will give you my first blush thoughts. I have not even put wins and losses next to the 
uh, teams just as of yet. I give my opinion now. I give my opinion after training camp, whatever that is supposed to be this year. And then right before the season, I'll give my final thoughts. So this is uh, the first blush with the pen. Uh, do you have your schedule in front of you, sir? Oh, I do. Sure do. Okay, so let's let's fire up uh, Bear Down Chicago Bears, and let's go through the schedule. Uh, again, first blush with the pen. Take a look here. So uh, the Bears will take on the Detroit Lions at Ford Field. That is a win, my friend. I am going with, because I don't think the Bears are going to sweep anyone in their division, that'll be the only week that Matt Stafford will be healthy. So I'm going to give the Bears an L on that one. Well, then the season's over. <laughs> if you lose against the Lions, then it's over. Like, just, that's a bad taste in your mouth right I just, there. I, at first I had, I had them sweep in Detroit, and that just didn't feel right. Well, you really like their draft. You, 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 I don't well, like tell you Patricia what, at all, to be honest. Well, but. You, yeah, but uh, you know what? They've got a good running game for sure. Detroit has gotten, I think, this will be the year... Of course, I'm a DeAndre Swift fan because I'm a Georgia fan, of course. But right, right. I, I, I think I think that the running game will be uh, a lot better. Their defense will be solidified. And again, it depends on Stafford's health. But I wrote a win for Detroit to start off on the road. Uh, it'll be filled with Bears fans. Um, against the Giants uh, at home for the home opener at Soldier Field. I got a win there. Yes. Got to win there as well. Gettleman, the GM, can't get out of his own way. And it's still a young team trying to develop. Um, that's going to take a couple of years for the Giants yeah. to be relevant again. So I don't think uh, Daniel Jones is quite at that level yet. So yeah, it takes a, it's going to take some time. So I wrote win. So I have two and zero. Oh, you have one and one to start the season as we take a look at the Bears regular season schedule here on ESPN One Thousand on NFL schedule release day. Okay, so September twenty seventh uh, at the Atlanta Falcons. Um, what do you have? I have another win. I don't really like this Atlanta defense too much. I don't really like Matt Ryan that much. I'm going to go with the uh, the Bears with a win. Yeah, I'm saying they're going to win here. Maybe close closer than the experts think. A little closer. Um, Falcons are building towards something. Young team still, um, and they have a lot of moving parts. You know, it's funny they <laughs> they picked up Todd Gurley to try to put butts in seats at Mercedes Benz because they figured, okay, put a Georgia guy in exactly. there. Exactly. And you know, Gurley, Eric. Gurley gave his best years in college. You saw toward the end with the Rams there. So it's, I think it's still a lot of moving parts there with Atlanta. So I'll say I have them 3-0. You have them 2-1 to start the season. Right, yes. Okay, so then we go to Indianapolis. So uh, Sunday, October 4th, the Bears at home against Indy. I have a loss there. Uh, Phillip Rivers now with the Colts. That might be just for one year and out. I think it's a good, solid team. I believe that Brissett deserved another opportunity, but Phillip Rivers is the quarterback there. Um, it's it's not so brisk uh, that he can't throw the football. Remember when the Chargers were here with him, and his his arm strength looked so weak. Uh, I think that the that Indianapolis will be able to get a, a, a win here uh, at Soldier Field. So I have that as a loss. I'm pretty similar with you. I feel like the rosters are 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 pretty close. They both uh, their strengths are definitely on the defense. The Colts' offensive line is great, and then they have the advantage of quarterback. But really, I'm thinking the Colts win because I like Frank Reich much more than I like Matt Nagy. Fair. So I'm going to pick him over Matt Nagy in that situation. Fair to say. So we go through the rest of October. We have the Colts on the fourth. Now we go to see short week here now, right? So that's another reason. You take a look at it. Sunday, October fourth, schedule against the Indianapolis Colts. Bears then take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And that is Brady and Gronk coming in on a Thursday night game uh, for Fox. Okay, so uh, before I tell you my thought, I'll tell you that I believe, and I'm going to stick with this, I think Tampa will be similar, Eric, to 
what we saw from Cleveland last year. Like, there's a lot of hype around Brady and Gronk. Oh, they're back together, getting the band back together. Look what he did. And I, I don't believe that what we see from Tom Brady and Gronkowski will be even close to what we see in New England, only because Tampa still has to work on that offensive line. The other thing is that Gronkowski has not been able to play a full complement of games since about 2011. It's just different for Brady. Um, I... <laughs> Uh, I wrote loss for the Bears, but I think it's not going to be some kind of blowout by Brady and Tampa here. I actually put a win for the Bears in this situation. It just again, I don't think that Tampa is great, and I don't think Tom Brady's great anymore. I, I, it is their first. I looked at their schedule. That's their first primetime game. So that's Tommy Terrific's first primetime game as a Buck. But I don't think it matters. I think this Bears team's better than this Bucks roster still. I would agree with that. Um, do you like the, the Bucks coaches better than the Bears? Though? Yes. There's <laughs> everybody. For soundbite and on the field, yes. Okay. <laughs> Bruce Arians looking like everybody's uncle with the Kangol hat. Yes. And, hey, 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 kid. Listen, don't tell your mama. I gave you $5 for candy. Don't worry about it, baby. <laughs> um, so now we go Sunday, October 18th. Uh, yes, yeah, so Sunday, October 18th at Carolina. That is a victory for a young, rebuilding uh, Carolina Panthers team. Yeah, I got the win against Carolina. I don't. They're like you said. They're just changing coaches. We don't really know who's going to be playing quarterback there yet. I think the Bears will win that one. If Bridgewater's healthy, it's him. Right. Yes. Agree. You're right. Bridgewater is their quarterback. I also Bears on a, a long rest too because they're coming off that Thursday night game too. So I have that as a win, Eric. Um, so now we go to Monday night, October 26th at the Rams. This still gives me nightmares from the last time they played. I remember being at. <laughs> At my mother-in-law's house, watching it on Sunday Night Football, right? And went into the garage and started yelling into my iPhone doing a podcast <laughs> about how bad the Bears were. Like, the Bears should have won that game against the Rams. You yes. remember this, oh, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Come on, bro. They're supposed to... <sighs> okay, Probably well, I, th- I, think, I think they're going to be able... New stadium for the Rams? Yeah, it opens so- up this year. Sophie? Right. Okay, so um, I'm going to say win... For the Bears against the Rams on Monday Night Football on ESPN. I'm with you. I don't like this Rams team. I don't like Jared Goff. Uh, I'm going with a win for the Bears. You you will maybe it will change by the se- time we get through the season. But the Rams and the Bears are very similar in a lot of ways. Um, uh, you know, offensive quote unquote uh, offensive young geniuses. Um, and you know, the Rams obviously went further farther by getting to the Super Bowl and then laid an egg. Point is though is that. The Rams are also going through a transition now. They paid so much money for Goff, and what are they getting for it? Yep, and then they, they just they had cap issues, and then they added Goff to it. So I think the one difference is the Bears decided not to extend Trubisky when the Rams, a year out, ex- ex- uh, extended Goff. And I think they're regretting that. So I, I just don't trust that offense. No Gurley, no Cooks. I, I think the Bears will win that game. So then we go to Sunday, November 1st against the Saints. I think we saw that movie once, and yes. it was Bridgewater. It wasn't even Breeze. It was Bridgewater beating up on the Bears. Uh, the Bears will lose that game against the Saints Agreed. at home. If it's Breeze or Winston, I don't care. Saints are winning that game. Yeah, so that's a loss for the Bears. Uh, now, November 8th at Tennessee, Bears on the road here, a noon start. I have that also as a loss, tough loss. Maybe close game. It's definitely both defenses will come to play in this one. Uh, 
I see the Bears losing this one in a tight one against Tennessee. I think it's going to be a good game. Uh, I also see it as a loss. I I think this stretch of the Bears' schedule is the hardest, and I see them going loss to the Saints and then loss at Tennessee as well. Monday Night Football, November 16th against Minnesota. That is a Monday night game on ESPN against Minnesota. Uh, what do you have? I have the Bears losing that game. I do. I, I don't know why I should have gone with the uh, Kirk Cousins can't play in, in primetime games, but I, I, I still like that Minnesota team more than I don't trust this Bears team yet. I have a split with Minnesota, by the way, this year, so I'm going to go with the win at home uh, for the Bears on November 16th. Uh, Foles will be starting by then. And then we get, <laughs> to, <laughs> we get to the bye week. And then November 29th, Sunday night football with Alan Chris on NBC, Bears at the Packers. That didn't sound good. I don't like that. That's a loss. It's a loss unless Jordan Love somehow has got the got the the role here, and Rogers is, is steaming <laughs> somewhere in Cincinnati or something. Uh, against Detroit on December sixth, you have it's funny. You have the Bears splitting against Detroit. I have them winning at home against Detroit in the sixth. Yeah, I, I have them winning this game because I had them losing the opener because I figured we'll have a healthy Stafford who's always killed the Bears. So I had them splitting the first, uh, losing the first. And then winning this game on the December 6th. I have a win or a loss next to each team here except Houston. I'm, I might need your help on this one. So so December 13th, Bears played Houston at Soldier Field. Houston's a heck of a ball club. Bill O'Brien sometimes, again, we talk about guys can't get out of their own way. And it's weird that he's the head coach and general manager. I don't know how that works in 2020. Um, so, But I'm not. I'm really torn on this one. It, it feels like a, a win uh, at home for the Bears, what do you have? I have them as a win as well. I like the Bears roster better. And by this time and this of the season, who's to say the Texans are going to have enough men in the roster because O'Brien's going to trade everyone away. So they're going to be playing with like 33 <laughs> people total. So I'm going to take the win for the Bears. <laughs> okay. So then on December 20th on <laughs> Sunday, the Bears take on Minnesota. I have that as a loss uh, in the Twin Cities. I do too. I have the Vikings sweeping the Bears. Wow. You have but to find split, losses somewhere. But so, splitting against the Lions, <laughs> yes, though. Yes, correct. All right. It's, we got it. You got to find a win or a loss somewhere. I get it. Uh, that's a win against a young Jacksonville team. I just don't know how you can. I don't know how you can tank in the NFL. That's that's just uh, amazing. I understand that they had a, you know a decent draft, uh, filling holes, but I think Tony Khan's done a, a horrible job, and Caldwell's done a bad job in Jacksonville. That team was. A couple years ago, was on the precipice of getting to the Super Bowl, and they're tanking. So I have that as a uh, as a win for the Bears. I do too. I think Jacksonville might be the worst team in the league this year. Sunday, January third, against the Packers at Soldier Field. Now, here's what's interesting: Will this game matter? That's a question for you. It, it's it's tough. It, I think so because I think the division's tight, but. Yeah, I'm, hey, I want it to matter just for enjoyment of sports. Last game of the season against Green Bay, yeah, I want it to matter. I have it as a loss. I have it as a win. Bears end this, well, maybe not end the season if they advance. And the regular <laughs> season with a W over the Rodgers-led Packers. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. I have it nine and seven. I have it eight and eight. Fired. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's it. Then people are fired. I just can't be like, and I remember the first time I did it, I ended up having like 10 or 11, and I just don't, honestly, I don't trust the quarterback position enough to give them 10 wins. So I had to like find losses in there. 
Now, of course, once again, I always tell you, Eric, and I always tell another hood listeners, I I have a right to change this by the time we get to training camp and then right before the season. So first blush with the pen, just looking at the schedule just a few minutes ago as we went through this, I it looks like nine and seven. And it and as you mentioned, the ebb and flow of this thing is tough. The first three Lions, Giants, Falcons, you know, winnable Colts, possibly winnable, as you mentioned, Buccaneers then in Carolina. But then like Rams, Saints, Titans, Vikings, Packers, tough. Yeah, it's a lot. Right in the middle of the schedule. They they need to win three of those first four, really, to be in a good position. Otherwise, that middle of that schedule could eliminate them pretty early. All right, so we went through the schedule for you, and uh, let's post it uh, at ESPN 1000 as well for people to be able to see it if they have not seen it yet. Um, so what do you think of the Bears' schedule? Uh, first blush with the pen. As you kind of go through it, what does the schedule look like to you? A winning schedule or a losing schedule for the Bears? Let's open the phone lines, Eric. 312-332-ESPN. 332-3776 is our phone number. Just the first time Eric and I are looking at the schedule. You know, Eric has 8-8. Eight and eight, I have 9-7. and seven. What does it seem like to you? And whatever you come up with, I'm not going to hold you to it. Just your first thoughts on what you see with the Bears schedule as it was released today. And, of course, you can always call me back. <laughs> later on in the summer as we get closer to the season whenever the season starts and we can make our official 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 for real for real predictions at that particular time we'll uh, take a deeper look into the schedule and what the bears have and how soft or how hard is this schedule we'll talk about that and get your calls in here 312-332-ESPN 332-3776 is our phone number it's nfl schedule release day on under the hood under the hood with jonathan hood how you doing Follow us on the gram at IGJ Hood and at ESPN underscore Chicago. ESPN 1000. Chicago's home for sports. Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000 and the brand new ESPN Chicago app. We'll hear from Jeff Dickerson, who covers the Chicago Bears for NFL Nation. We'll talk to him coming up at 730 here on ESPN 1000. The NFL Thanksgiving games, you know, I was looking at, we were looking at the schedule, Eric, and it was like, all right, do the Bears put on Thanksgiving? The answer is no. It's Texans-Lions, because I got to figure this out for, you know, the in-laws, right? Trying to figure out what what do I stay home for and then make the travel, make the drive out there, right? So it's uh, Texans at the Lions, Redskins at the Cowboys, of course. Redskins at Cowboys and Ravens at Steelers. That's not bad. That's good. Yeah, That's the good. early game is is you can watch that while you're prepping because it's not crucial, and then Washington Dallas is fun, and then yeah, and then a good nightcap as well. Yeah, the Redskins Cowboys, even though Cowboys should be a much better team than the Redskins with uh, Ron Rivera. Point is, is that's a coin flip because that's it's almost college. It's a rivalry game. You don't know what's going to happen there. Um, so as we break it down, the Bears 2020 schedule by the numbers: four primetime games. One late afternoon kick against the Saints, 11 noon games, 10 Fox games, three games on CBS, two games on ESPN, and one on NBC for Sunday night. So there you go. That's the that's the breakdown of the schedule. Um, what did we – oh, we talked about the strength of schedule, right? So, Eric, Eric you told me to go to Action Network. Yes, actionnetwork.com. And 2020 NFL strength of schedule rankings for all 32 teams. Um, the toughest schedule is what the Falcons have to deal with. Falcons have to deal with the Chiefs, 
They get, and they will take, also take on the Panthers. But we go, we scroll down, right? NFL strength of schedule, the top ten: Falcons, Las Vegas Raiders, Carolina Panthers, New York Giants, Jets are fifth, Rams, Saints, Bills, the New England Patriots are ninth, and the Denver Broncos are tenth. So I'm looking for the Bears. I'm looking for the Bears. Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. The Bears are twenty seventh. <laughs> they're favored on the action network by uh, for eight games. Their easiest game against the giants where they're a five point favorite. The hardest game is against the Vikings in which they are a five point underdog. So that's just, it's interesting. Um, the strength of schedule just, and again, this is based on what those ball clubs did last year and how Vegas looks at it uh, for this upcoming season. So it's uh, going to be very compelling. I think that's a good example on how everyone's not sure about this Bears team because the way they did this was based on spreads. They're saying the the most the Bears will be favored by is 4.9 points, and the most they'll be uh, dogs by is 4.2 points. So they're saying all their games are going to be within five. So like that's showing how much of a question mark this Bears team really is. You know what that is? That's a nod to the defense again. Exactly. You can that's keep them close is. and in games. That's You're all right. it is. Absolutely. Uh, you wish you could say that that's the offense, but also I would say that, again, we, we have not seen the Bears on the field yet uh, offensively with uh, what they're going to have at tight end and uh, what they're going to feature from a wide receiver standpoint. But I, I think that Vegas will always give the Bears somewhat of a, a pass because they know the defense can keep them in games, and they're still not even sure, like, is Trubisky starting? And if he does start, when does Foles get his opportunity? Because they know he has magic. I think Vegas and all, I think all of us will adjust as t- the season progresses if Foles is able to get out there. Or if Trubisky just says, I'm tired of this, I'm going to light it up. <laughs> so so we, we'll see. Um, on Twitter at ESPN 1000, we ask you at first glance, what record do you give the bears for the 2020 season? And again, we are not holding you to it. It's just what you see when it first pops up. There's some optimism here. A number of you are saying, uh, somewhere between 10 or 11 wins. Um, some uh, are agreeing with you, Eric, uh, on eight and eight. John says eight and eight. Some are saying 11 or 12 wins, you know, again, that's fine. If if the Bears are going to have double digit wins, then that means that the offense will will really impress us like we hadn't seen in years. Meaning that if it is Trubisky, that means that the Bears have found their um their weapons offensively. And that is either Graham or Komet at the tight end spot. That means the offensive line is giving either Foles or Trubisky time to throw. That means that the running game, for once, is not getting going in, in week eight, week nine. It's getting going from the beginning, in which Montgomery and or Cohen are being utilized properly. That means that Trubisky or either Foles have been able to find their targets uh, at wide receiver, more than just Allen Robinson. That means Miller's healthy. That means they have been able to find other wide receivers, other weapons offensively to get this team going. So, you know, when when we talk, start talking about double-digit wins outside of our fandom, let's take a look at the facts. Do the Bears have a 10- or 11-win roster? Their defense does. There's no question. We've talked about this already all spring and, and, and definitely in the winter about how the Bears' defense is has been good enough. Even last year with Akeem Hicks being out because of the injury, uh, with, the, with Khalil Mack and others in the secondary that can make a difference – this this team defensively is a double digit victor uh, a victory team for 2020, but the thing is is that you can't just win with defense. Bears are not going to beat anybody six to three. 
They're not beating teams nine to seven. It's up to the offense to do what they do best. And that is to be able to get the ball down the field. And I want to point this out too. And that is that just because Matt Nagy came from the Kansas City system doesn't necessarily mean that just because he brought the Kansas City book over that that's what we're going to see. I mean, Kansas City even coming into this uh, year, and and by the way, the first game of the year will be Kansas City and the uh, Houston Texans in which Kansas City is a 10.5-point favorite already as the schedule opens. 10.5-point favorite, which is bananas. Give me the Texans. Anyway, the point is is that Kansas City and their potent offense, even San Francisco we saw in the Super Bowl, those two offense, uh, two offensive juggernauts were great to watch all season. Just because uh, you know Nagy comes from Kansas City doesn't necessarily mean that the Bears have Kansas City weapons. Clearly they don't, right? Uh, you can put a system in, but if you don't have the weapons of, of the ability to run the football, have several wide receivers that can stretch the field, and an offensive line that can give the quarterback time, then what are we talking about here, right? So let me just get your initial thoughts here. 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our phone number. Went through the schedule uh, at Detroit. The Bears played the Giants at Atlanta, Indianapolis, Tampa, at Carolina, at the Rams, against the Saints, at Tennessee, uh, against Minnesota, into the bye week. And then at Green Bay, Detroit, Houston, at Minnesota, uh, at Jacksonville and against Green Bay. So we'll get your calls in here. 312-332-ESPN is our phone number. I mentioned, again, first time with the pen, 9-7. and seven. It might change as we get closer to the season. Mike and Hoffman Estates leads us off here on ESPN 1000 with Jonathan Hood. Hey, Mike. What's going on, guys? What's up, Mike? How are you? It sounds like Mike dropped off. He on. Cell phone yep. issue. I can hear, I can hear him. Sounded like he's in a vacuum, like someone just sucked him somewhere. <laughs> I don't know what happened. The Dyson there. got him. <laughs> I think so. That's what it sounded like. Um, you know, all of a sudden, Eric, he's he's there and he's saying, "How's how's it going?" And then all of a sudden, we hear him and he just, you know, just he was gone, just like that. Oh, that that was not a radio sound effect. That was Jonathan having a vacuum near him. <laughs> That's what happens. <laughs> Thank goodness it was plugged up and charged for this bit. Fantastic. It's Jeff Dickerson on the Bears coming up next. This is Under the Hood. Under the Hood podcasts are available now on the all-new ESPN Chicago app. Available on your device now. This is ESPN 1000. Chicago's home for sports. Glad that you're with us here on Under the Hood on ESPN 1000 NFL schedule release day. We're talking about it right here. The Bears and everyone else's schedule is out for the NFL. By the way, Eric, you're um, at Westgate, Las Vegas. Your numbers come in. You see this? The the uh, over under for wins is eight. Ooh. And you have the Bears at eight, eight, eight and eight. I'll take a push. I, I'll take anything but a loss. So that's fine. <laughs> so you, <laughs> I'm so your number like that. So I, like I have, you know, I mentioned earlier I, again with first blush with the pen, I say nine and seven, uh, and so we will turn now to Jeff Dickerson, my friend and partner, going back to 1976 when we start doing shows here on ESPN 1000. Jeff joins us here, who covers the Bears for NFL Nation, as we take a look at the Bears schedule. Hello, Jeff. Well, I don't know about you guys. Uh, I have sixteen and zero is what I have again. And uh, I will uh, feel very good about that. 
uh, as I'm about to post my story that will no doubt uh, receive uh, a lot of negative attention uh, from Bears fans because I have them 7-9 and nine in my uh, predictions we just had to do. So there you go. I went under. The under 8-8. Eight and eight. My first blush with the pen mm-hmm. was 7-9, and nine, which would not be a good year for the Bears. And that would be something that, uh, as you said, probably would cost some people their jobs. No question. That, that'll be the end. Because <laughs> if that's the case, if you did go 16-0, people up there at House Hall would actually like you. But nonetheless, if we take a look now at the <laughs> – if you said 16-0, you'd be then, in a good basis. I, don't think, I think that'd be pushing it. And I don't think really that – I think that, unfortunately, is, is in the past. That's over now. Uh-huh. We just put our heads down and move on. But, you know, look, it is a day where – this is supposed to be fun, okay? Yeah, it is. So, like, when you pick 9-7 and seven, – when Eric picks eight and eight, when I pick seven and nine, this is absolutely no one knows what's going to happen next season. You have an idea of teams that might be good, but then a team suffers big injuries in the first month of the season and their season doesn't pan out. You have a team that you don't think is going to be very good. Things fall into place. They got great health. They have some lucky breaks. Unexpected people step up. This is just supposed to be fun. Okay. Like, this is you, me, Eric, laughing at 7-9, and 8-8. Eight and eight. Like, I remember the worst team I've covered in a long time. Remember that second John Fox team, that 2016 team? Yeah. Like, what were they, 5-11 and 11 or something, or 4-12? and 12? I mean, it was just awful that year. That was, that was no fun. That was no fun to cover. That was no fun to play on that team. That was no fun to go to those games. That was 3-13 and 13 in 2016, right? I remember on this day, on schedule release day before 2016, I think I had the Bears 6-10, and 10, okay? I had a guy literally send me like 10 emails demanding my resignation, saying that I've never seen football in my life if I don't think that's a 12-win at minimum Bears team. Well, and they went three and thirteen. So I mean, who knows, right? Well, at least I apologized afterwards. So. Well, I blocked you after that. It did take a while for us to repair our friendship. So that's when it was. That was the first signs of of you know Dickerson and Hood with you know Dickerson and some uh, you know Big Twelve Network reporter. That's the first. That was the first fracture in our relationship. Was after that 2016 barrage of emails you sent me. Where, Jeff, when you look at the ebb and flow of this schedule, again, first blush with the pen, as you just kind of look at yeah. kind of where the teams are, what they did in the draft, free agency, just what their roster could be, where do you think the hiccup starts for the Bears in the schedule? Where's, the, where's your major issues with the Bears' schedule? If they can get off to a good start, if you look at that, let's just take the first month as a snapshot, Jonathan. You've got four teams mm-hmm. that did not make the playoffs last year. Detroit could be better. And plus, it's at Ford Field. That could be a tough game for them. The Giants with well, wait, Gettleman. Wait. Well, we say Lions, right? Like, okay, granted, yeah, they'll be better because we expect Stafford to be healthy. Better meaning six wins. Six or seven wins, but we And fired. Won. Yeah. Right, but I mean, if you're going to get them. So if the Lions are going to beat the Bears, it's going to be in the first month of the season because mm-hmm. that's a real feeling out process for everybody. So I picked the Bears to lose that game. So do Eric, yeah. Okay. But it's certainly a game they can win. They absolutely should, at home, beat the Giants. 
Atlanta's been struggling. That's a regime that's certainly kind of hanging on for dear life, kind of like here in Chicago. Even though that's a road game, that's a game they can win. The Colts with Phillip Rivers coming to Chicago. I pick them to lose, but it's a game they can win. The Tampa game, I know Eric picked the Bears to beat the Bucks because I was listing in last segment. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. You do realize that they've never beaten Tom Brady, right? 5-0. and oh. Now, you They're might say, due, well, Jeff. he's a buck. They're due. They're due. <laughs> However, uh, 14 touchdown passes, four interceptions, lifetime Brady versus the Bears. The game in 2018 was close. It was 36-31, I think. But in those two games at Soldier Field that he has played in, the Patriots scored 74 points, mm-hmm. and then there was the just absolute annihilation in Trestman's last year at Foxborough. The game in 2006 was an incredible game. Patriots won that game. That's when Brady put the juke on Erlacher. Yeah. But that was like a defensive masterpiece by both teams. So True. Brady did not have a great game that day. And then if you remember this, too, he came to Champaign in 2002 mm-hmm. when the Patriots came back and beat the Bears. So they've never beaten Brady. You know, can they do it now? Maybe. It's not the Patriots. It's the Buccaneers. And the Buccaneers, here's a little twist for you guys, a scheduling nugget for you. Buccaneers have not won in Chicago since John Gruden was their head coach back in 2008. Uh, what was the temperature? It was a hot day my friend, it was, <laughs> I can tell you that day, that was the day where Brian Greasy took over a quarterback for the Buccaneers. And I think the quote from Gruden was, we're going to have to throw the ball 40-plus times to win. And they did. Yeah. I remember that game. It was a, that was a hot day. I think that was an earlier in the season type day at Soldier Field. That's a, that's a Tampa advantage because if it's under 32 degrees, it's tough for them. And on, now it's October 8th. Carolina's a winnable game. Rams are going the wrong way. Rams are going the wrong way. I mean, I wasn't super into the whole idea that Arizona could pass them up in the NFC West, but I've seen the Rams offseason. Not feeling too good about them. No, Rams Rams and, and the Bears are, are similar, probably more similar than you think, even yeah. though they haven't, you know, like the Bears are not going to put like a boatload of cash on Trubisky. I guess that's very clear, but they did on golf, which might be a mistake long term. We'll see. That's the line of demarcation. October 26th at the Rams, Monday Night Football. Because that, from September 13th to October 26th, you better stack a bunch of wins. Mm -hmm. Because now you've got the Saints. They'll lose that one. Going to Tennessee, I know Tannehill does not inspire a lot of confidence, but you know what? That's a really good team. And they're going to be in Nashville. Well, yeah. Defense better better buckle up here. Because I'm not expecting Tannehill to light it up. As a matter of fact, I have that as a loss. Close game. But uh, they're going to run the football a ton. See if the defense is ready. They got King Henry. Then you got, you know, the Minnesota game. Now at home, they've been pretty good against Minnesota. It's a primetime game. Kirk Cousins not very good in those. Mm-hmm. Still a tough game. You got to go to Green Bay. That's tough. Back against Detroit. You should win that game at home. Then you got Deshaun Watson being like Hogan in the NWO playing the guitar, right. you know. <laughs> With the, with the Hendricks playing in the background. Mm-hmm. And that game is going to be like, that's the, that's the one again where it's going to be all week. Oh, man, we could have had him. Yep. And we got the guy who probably won't even be playing unless the other guy's hurt on December 13th. Then at Minnesota, very tough. Jacksonville, first time there since 2012. 
I'll give you one more little nugget I looked up myself here. I'm a nugget man tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt Nagy will be only the third Bears head coach to coach in a regular season game at Jacksonville. Nagy, Lovey, and Wani back in 95. That's wow. it. They don't play much in Jayville. And then mm-hmm. the Packers. Tough. Then, and then Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Which very well, by the way, the Green Bay game could be, maybe it's not important. Maybe, it's, maybe it is. We'll see. People keep saying that the NFC North is going to be tight. Maybe Packers have already wrapped it up. Maybe not. It'll be interesting on the, on the January 3rd for sure. Well, I think if you're Minnesota, you feel like this is your time now. You know, the Packers did not give their quarterback much help in the draft or anything. So if you want to talk about who probably right now can get all puffy-chested, it might be Minnesota, but the Packers went to the playoffs last year. They went deep. You know, so they're, they're, they're still a team you got to be, you got to be careful with. Um, Hey, look, strength of schedule, because we do our, our stuff on ESPN.com. The Bears have the 20th-ranked strength of schedule. Okay. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's possible. It's, the, it's there for them, but they're going to have to do major work early in the season. That, that is the key. Can they catch these teams flat-footed? Can they go, you know, 3-0, 4-0, 5-1, 6-1? If they do that... They're in great shape, but if they falter early on, it's going to get tougher and tougher as the season wears on. Is Scott in Naperville with us on ESPN 1000? We talked to Jeff Dickerson about the schedule. Hey, Scotty. Hey, Jay. How you doing? Good. So, so you're having a, a tough time with the schedule. Why is that? Well, what I'm trying to base everything is which quarterback are we kind of figuring is is the starter? I mean, if I'm starting the season with Mitch, I see two and three. If it's Foles. Maybe three and two. Where where are we kind of mentally when when you were doing your picks? I kind of did the same thing. I was basing it with Foles. I came up with around a nine and seven. Where when you're doing yours, where were you mentally thinking? Who's who's running it? Same. Okay. Same. <laughs> here's why. Here's okay. why. Same. Okay. And, and listen. We all know how important the quarterback position is. And I, but the one thing that I'm going to keep pounding my fist about is the, the idea that Foles comes in as some savior. I mean, we know that he's great as far as coming off the bench and being able to inspire a team. But it's still about the weapons. See, the one, it doesn't matter who's back there. That offensive line is still not ready to go for 16 games and be able to be an iron gate in front of either Trubisky or Foles. And then I need to know who the other weapons are besides Robinson and and maybe Miller. Do we have a, a third wide receiver? How many balls does Komet get? Can Graham block? See, that's the problem. That's, that's the problem, Scott. I, I can tell you defensively the Bears are ready. I can't tell you offensively, no matter who the quarterback is, that the, that the offense is ready. And there's the problem. That's the problem. Well, let me throw this. Let me throw this at you. Since we're both and we're all thinking the same thing, that Foles is starting. But the the, the other way to twist it is, I if Mitch is going to start, Foles is going to come in to be the savior. Well, flip that. If Foles is the starter, and everybody sometimes says, well, he's never done anything as a starter with the last three four teams that he's been pulled. He hasn't done anything. So, are we relying on Mitch being the savior then? Uh, hopefully not. <laughs> hopefully, well, and here's why. I appreciate your phone call. Here, here's why, Scott, is because we right now, Jeff probably would know better than I do. See, I don't know where Mitch is mentally now, knowing that he can't get the fifth year option. 
because when you when you find that out through your agents, like yeah, they're not going to pick it up. Is is Mitch mentally prepared to say, okay, I'm going to stick this up your backside, and if I start, I'm going to make sure that Foles stays on the bench, or does he wither? That's the thing I don't know. Does he want all the TVs off, knowing that he won't get the fifth year option? That's a big question. Yeah, I mean, I don't. Again, it's not it's not the end just because you don't have the fifth year option picked up. If you want to be positive about it, uh, if you want to look at it and say, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna have a great year, then if you have a great year. You'll sign a contract next offseason that averages more than twenty four point eight million per year. I mean, really, that's that's not completely impossible. Is it unlikely? I would say it's very unlikely. Mm-hmm. But we know what the starting rate is for quarterbacks. What if? What if this guy goes out there and just lights it up like he is the man, and the Bears make the playoffs and Foles never plays for whatever reason, and this guy just blows it up. Well, I, I know a GM that would love to give him a big contract extension. And he works at Hallis Hall. I mean, of course, that's his guy. That would be that'd be the ultimate redemption story for not just Mitchell Trubisky, but also the Bears front office that picked him second overall. So if he can find a way to get it done, he will be rewarded handsomely. But I just think based on what we've seen thus far, the odds of that happening don't look great. And that's why you have to go out and get yourself a Nick Foles, who, again, I really think if everything is equal, I think it's going to be his job to lose. But this crazy offseason, Jonathan, who's to say when this is going to start, how much training camp is going to be, who stays healthy, who gets hurt? And that's why anyone that tonight, anyone that gives you like a 10-6 and record or an 11-5 and record, 12 and 4. I'm not saying that cannot happen. Mm-hmm. But when you don't know who the quarterback is going to be, how can anyone sit here on May 7th and predict a team is going to win double digit games without knowing for sure who the quarterback is going to be? It just but aside from that, Jeff, I don't know the weapons. So you see Nagy has this Kansas City playbook he brings in. It's cool. But has he discovered that Javon Wims, as straight-ahead runner, is a guy that they, they can rely on, or Ridley, who shined late, had some injury issues? You don't even know what you have in Ridley yet. It's just got to be – this offense is not predicated on just Allen Robinson getting all the balls. It, it's, it has to be others to mix up the offense, that sleight of hand to throw the defense off. It has to because then – because if, if Allen Robinson doesn't have a big year and Anthony Miller doesn't have a big year – and Jimmy Graham doesn't have a big year, well, then how is, like, a Ted Ginn Jr. going to have a big year? Right. And by big year, I don't mean, like, you're not looking at Ted Ginn Jr. and saying, catch me 90 passes. That's just not what he does. He, he's someone that thrives in a good offense where there are the other guys doing some of the more of the heavier lifting, if you will. And his role as someone that's still very fast, even at 35, is he's going to stretch the field. But if there's no one else that's doing anything, he's not going to be able to do what he does the best. So everything starts with, you know, yes, like a Ted Ginn is nice. You can use a Cordero Patterson in some ways. But if the core, I'm talking about Robinson, Miller, Graham, and then David Montgomery running the football with the quarterback, if they all don't have good seasons, it's, it's impossible. It's, it's impossible for the offense to get that much better based off of what they were last year. 
finally, I'd like to ask you, when you first saw the schedule come out, was there a game that you hesitated on, a game you weren't sure about on the schedule for the Bears at uh, first? Yes. I, I was struggling with the Colts game. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's a probably um, two evenly matched teams, you know, teams that were really good two years ago. Now, unlike, you know, the Colts lost their franchise quarterback in the preseason to a retirement so that that will throw anybody off. The Bears just had Mitch go backwards, but that was uh, that was the game I wasn't sure about. In Week One, I really wasn't sure which way to go. Uh, in Week One at Detroit, because I have covered a lot of games at Ford Field, probably too many, and I, I've seen the Bears lose a lot of games that people thought they were going to win. But it's early in the season; it's that first game if it's played, of course. And how are these teams? Like I could see that being a real ugly game. Like, such an ugly game because, you know, maybe there was no preseason games. Maybe there was only a couple of weeks of training camp. Who knows what shape everyone's going to be in still. So that one gave me a lot of pause. But I am hoping that even though I picked uh, the Bears to lose October 4th against Indy, that Rivers will throw some late interception. Um, And I'm hoping that game gets moved to be up against 60 minutes just because (laughs) I can't really function without Philip Rivers throwing a pick into Anderson Cooper's interview with the Prime Minister of India. I agree with you. It's going to be an adjustment for all of us, seeing that, uh, that Philip Rivers is now on the Eastern, uh, Eastern time in Indianapolis, Indiana. Well, <laughs> as always, my friend, I appreciate your time. And uh, your friendship, and uh, enjoy the rest of your show, and uh, we will talk soon. There he is. He's Jeff Dickerson. He covers the Bears. For NFL Nation right here on uh, ESPN.com uh, and ESPN 1000. Um, some interesting numbers and figures coming out about some of these other games. Um, oh, <laughs> so here you go, Eric. I need you to make a bet for me. So we talk about uh, Kansas City and Houston. Chiefs, 10.5-point favorite. The over-under, 56.5. You realize, like, if Houston gets blown out, like, Bill O'Brien's fired, right? But who's firing them? Uh, himself. Himself, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he fires himself. That's how it works. You are listening to Under the Hood. Under the Hood. Follow us on the gram at IGJ Hood and at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. 8.30, we will hear from our guy Ray Flores to talk about UFC 249. We'll preview that. How about this, a UFC event? Now, there won't be any fans in Jacksonville for this, but we'll talk to Ray about why is this happening and how is this going to work uh, with UFC 249. So we'll talk about that in our Tales from the Hood segment at 8.30 right here on ESPN 1000. Uh, a couple of news and notes for you regarding the, the schedule as we have our NFL schedule release show. Uh, and we went through the schedule. If you've seen the schedule, we put it up at ESPN 1000, or you might have it in on your device how many wins for the Bears? How do you see the schedule for the Bears? We'll keep the lines open for you. 312-332-ESPN. If you're a Bears fan and the schedule's open, and I'm asking you, what do you think the Bears are going to do? You should be calling me. So we'll keep the lines open for you. 312-332-ESPN here on Under the Hood. Uh, other highlights of the 2020 schedule. A Friday afternoon game on Christmas Day. Wait a minute. A Friday afternoon game on Christmas Day. Vikings will take on the Saints. Friday afternoon game on Christmas Day. Well, see, we don't know what the schedule will look like overall with this coronavirus, right, Eric? Because, uh, you know, that was going to be like a 20-minute rant on the NFL stepping on the NBA. 
<laughs> and it's going to be nothing but throwing confetti because that'll be Breeze's last game in New Orleans. Yeah, but don't step on my NBA. Oh, they, they tell me it's the NBA is going to schedule like Minnesota Cavs in that time <laughs> slot. <laughs> <laughs> so it'll be Vikings against the Saints on Friday Friday afternoon game on Christmas Day. The NFL last played a Friday game in 2009. Uh, in addition to the Christmas Day game, the Saints have four games scheduled for prime time. Of their remaining 11 games, seven are scheduled for the late afternoon Sunday window. The Christmas Day matchup could be the final career home games for Breeze, who has an agreement to join NBC uh, as a broadcaster after his retirement. Thanksgiving Day, triple header, we went through that with the Lions against the uh, uh, Texans against the Lions, Redskins, Cowboys, Ravens, Steelers. Then Buccaneers fans will get a chance to see the uh, Carolina Panthers. Uh, at home on, in week two, Joe Burrow, the number one draft pick, will have the opportunity to, to debut uh, as Cincinnati Bengals quarterback when they take on the Chargers in week one. The Las Vegas Raiders will begin on the road against Carolina before opening their new home week two against the Saints on Monday Night Football. That will be interesting. Football in Las Vegas. have been talking about this for years, and now it's coming to fruition. So uh, get your calls in here. 312-332-ESPN, 332 Three seven seven six is our phone number. If you're on hold, you will be on the air. I want to get your thoughts on the Bears' schedule. It's come out. What do you think, uh, Chris? Um, we, we've talked so much about what is going on with uh, this schedule uh, and what it could be, but we can change it though. We could change it by the time that we get to the end of um, the. Um, we get, by the time we get to the end of training camp, and definitely before we get to the season. But first blush. How do you see the schedule? 312-332-ESPN is our phone number. Uh, 